Who the bloody hell's that? Morning, Ange. Oh, Anthony. How are we? I'm really well. How are you? <laughs> Come on in. I will do. Thank you. Did that sound staged? Just a little. No, it's fine. fine. Yeah. I'm going to embrace the whole lounge pant thing next time. I'm going to put my University of New Hampshire lounge pants on. You should indeed. You're listening to the Corona Diaries, a sometimes random and often irreverent attempt to understand the psyche of singer Steve Hogarth. I'm going to put rip it off the YouTube stream to music uh, during this. <laughs> in a, in a, who was that? Was that Orange Juice? <laughs> what? Just in case you can't rip it, you need to introduce the episode again. I know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it again. Um, oh, what, what a clown. Right. Everybody ready then? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. We're normally so professional. It's Christmas. Hello. <laughs> Hello and welcome to chapter 190 of the Corona Diaries. Yay! Yay! <laughs> the whole cheers were a bit flat second time oh. round, weren't they? Third. <laughs> Third. How many goes have we had? We need to get Lucy a course in enthusiasm school or something. I will enthuse for the rest of the episode. Right, okay. You've said that in a very unenthusiastic <laughs> way. <laughs> for those of you who have got no idea of what's going on, because you've not been in the last 25 minutes of this conversation, we have been recording for 20 minutes, other than we haven't because I didn't press record. So what you're listening to now is you're listening to a live stream of a recording of TCD 190, sorry, Lucy, and um, and we have Lucy Jordas, manager extraordinaire. Hooray! Tim Sidwell. Hooray! Confusing. Oh, Coming along. Tim Sidwell, filmmaker extraordinaire. Hooray! <laughs> and, and myself and H as normal. Um, and, it's, and it's a little bit fluid so far. Shall we see? Is that probably fair? Yeah. Yeah, nothing okay. wrong with fluid, Anthony. Right, good. So what what you haven't found out so far is that H has just said, uh, "Yes, I finally made the right decision to record." I believe in Father Christmas. He just took a lot of words to do it. Right, and there's a very good chance that Carol of the Bells might be crowned top prog Christmas song of all time. Yeah. Of the week. <laughs> what do you mean of the week? Just the week. <laughs> Ten-minute period. Well, they do. They're going to do it again next week. They run the poll every year, right? They run the Christmas poll every year. We didn't win it last year, but we might win it this year. So we'll own it for a year then. It's like the FA Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Is there a trophy? Uh, Probably not. Right. Okay. Fine. So that's all you've missed for the last twenty-five minutes. That's all you've essentially missed. Right. I now have questions, okay? Uh, I'm going to start with a serious one for all of you, and I'm going to start with you, Tim. Looking back over 2023, what's been the highlight? Oh, my word. Um, in Marillion world? Or anything. Anything. Well, it was, well, start with Marillion. The um, Port Zealand shows were fantastic this year. The Saturday night we've just released on Blu-ray and DVD in particular. It was just... Hooray! Yeah, the new Sorry. the new configuration of the tent just 
has made it so so much more epic. And what Jens did with lights and the, the Simon did with the screen media, it just looked absolutely amazing. And even where I was sitting, because I, I always sit in a little room backstage with Mike, and I'm looking at all the screens and Mike's listening to all the multi-tracks. It's very rare that we actually get a sense of the atmosphere out in the room, you know, in all the years that we've been doing it. But that night, wow, it was it was coming through the canvas. It was <laughs> the cheers and just the the general vibe of the whole night was just incredible. So that was a real highlight. Second highlight was uh, going to see Blur with Lucy in Wolverhampton. Hey! <laughs> yeah, now she's fucking enthusiastic. <laughs> oh, that was fun. Yeah. I, Tim, I think that was a beautiful piece of work. You throw a Marillion thing in and you throw a night out with Lucy in. And I think in terms oh. of ensuring your your future income, I thought that was a piece of absolute <laughs> genius. Did did really well, didn't he? <laughs> Is this the pick on Lucy episode? No, 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 no. We've had that one. It's just you weren't here. You're allowed to pick, pick on us, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get your own back. Go on the gauntlets down. Oh, I will. Yeah, I know. All right. Okay. Lucy, your highlight of 2023? What, my night out with Tim? Clearly. The Siebler, incredible. Yeah. All the brilliant weekends. I thoroughly enjoyed them. Um, I can't, oh, can't think. Oh, uh, no. Can't think of anything else. Just had a good, good year. Felt like a good year. H. Well, in a way, I mean, this is going to sound strange, but in, in a way, my highlight happened yesterday when I found out my sister was clear of cancer. Nothing, nothing's really beaten that. Um, so, and it was her birthday yesterday. So, so to find that out on your birthday is just so beautiful. And, and everybody who knows her and loves her, that's made their Christmas. And I'm one of those people. Um, so that, in a way, off the top of my head, and because of where I'm at in my mind at the moment, is 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 my highlight. But 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 in in Marillion world, yeah, the, there's been so many shows. It's it's kind of, and I'm so, so shot away as well that it's kind of hard to remember the one that was a the one. But I I do I agree. The Saturday night at Port Zealand, the the vibe was unreal. Uh, I remember. I mean, I specifically remember everybody clapping all the way through Map of the World without me asking, and it not flagging at any. Normally, when people clap at the beginning of a song, by halfway through verse one, it's flagged and sort of stopped, and it just kept going. And that was that was a sort of an indication of the level of excitement in the room um, and the level of um, I don't know the. the how how everybody was just felt together um and were sort of communing with one another that was beautiful to watch i loved the italian convention in 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 padua padova um that was a highlight for me and then later on you know the christmas tour um wilberhampton civic was my highlight of that tour, I, I I thought it all really came together in Wolverhampton. Um, I enjoyed Luxembourg a lot. Um, well, I enjoyed them all really. Um, Paris was was fabulous as usual. Um, 
But Wolverhampton Civic was just there was such a great sound on stage that night in the in the new building. I don't know whether that's luck or judgment, but whoever's refurbished that building mm-hmm. has really made a great job acoustically of it, and it sounded fantastic. Um, so that was they weren't my sort of Marillion highlights and solo shows. Um, I did quite a lot of solo shows as well. And I really enjoyed trading boundaries down in, in Sussex. Um, when was that? Last Wednesday. Um, that was a night where everything flowed and everything came together just for me in me, in my mind and in my hands, uh, simultaneously. So, so that was fantastic. Um, yeah, that's probably the highlights I can think of. Um, for 2023 lucy's holding she's going to tell me what my other highlight was now no i just remembered a, a a proper highlight for me when i was on holiday in greece i saw a tiny little tiny little baby turtle born and it ran from the beach from you know with its little footprints into the sea and it was just so beautiful and I just stood there and cried and I, then I was looking around making sure there wasn't any hawks swooping down <laughs> to eat it because I've watched too many David Attenborough films. God bless David Attenborough. But it was a beautiful moment seeing a little tiny turtle born. It was a thing. I'm sorry, I'm soft. <laughs> no, I can go with that. I can go with that. At age, you've missed your number plate. Oh yeah, I have missed them. Well, that 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 is a well, thing, but it, I don't know if it's a highlight. But it, yeah, it's uh, it's um, what is it that I, I've I've always wanted that number plate, you know, for years and years and years, and I've I spent a bit of time pulling strings and tracking it down, and then found out it never been been issued, and then. Um, and many years after that, I then found out that you could actually inquire at DVLA and 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 request that they issue a plate, and then they 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 won't issue it to you, but they'll 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 issue it for auction in one of their auctions. I really would have thought that you would think anyone who had a personal number plate was a wanker. I do. I absolutely think that. Well, they have got. Yeah, I know, but I, I, I think that. Well, I don't want to have a go at anybody, so I'm not going to go any further. But, but basically, I, I think there's there are levels of wankerdom, and it starts with me, uh, wanting a number plate that's a bit of a private joke and makes them giggle. Then there's a higher level of wankerdom, which is people who want their name on their number plates or what, or, or some reference to their initials. And then there's ultimate wankerdom, which are these wankers that want something that says BMW 5 because they drive around in a 5 Series BMW, <laughs> and that is beyond sad. So okay. for me, they're the three levels of wankerdom, and I'm happy to be on board, albeit at the lower level. Right, happy to be in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> of course it gave us the instagram post that none of us knew we needed but did today which is the one of you doing your owl impression without your jumper in front of your car yes yes i didn't happen to have a have a baggy jumper of, to hand in that moment uh, but but you know, stay tuned for a, a, a proper baggy jumper owl in session at some point soon. 
I love that. I love me, that. Me, me and Mark once did that on a luggage rack on a train, and the and the the man came, the ticket collector came in, and said tickets please. And there was nobody in this compartment apart from me and Mark on the luggage rack howling. And he was that. I mean, that's that's a reason to live, isn't it? Moment. I've got a photo of Mark at Oswald Street on a table with the with the owling. Yeah. Doing the owling thing, and I don't know why. I think he'd obviously just been drinking. Yes, um, I think that that tended to happen when we'd had a drink. <laughs> Did you tell him, just in the spirit of comradeship, that the number plate was available if he wanted to bid as well? No. Okay, fine. Leave that one there then. Uh, Lucy, Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? Uh, Eve. Tim. Day. H. Christmas Eve. Eve. Oh, Christmas Eve Eve. Mm, that's tomorrow. That's All right, 23rd. Why, what you got planned for tomorrow? Saturday. Saturday. All right, what you got planned for Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> Best stuff I've had all day, and um, <laughs> No, uh, well, well, the Danes do Christmas on Christmas Eve, so Christmas Eve is it, Christmas Eve Eve is Christmas Eve, you see, and, and, and so that's... That's the kind of maximum anticipation, isn't it, for Christmas? Is is the eve of, and then right. Yeah. Well, so, surely the answer is Christmas Eve then. No, no, Christmas Eve Eve. Yeah, but if the Danes do Christmas on Christmas Eve, then by default, Christmas Eve in Daneland is Christmas Day, so it's still Christmas Eve. No, you're wrong. It, no, listen, your listen to what he's saying. Christmas Eve Eve, and. No, Christmas you're Eve referring Eve. to Danish Christmas Eve. I'm talking about English Christmas Eve Eve, which are one <laughs> and the same thing. Right, so English Christmas Eve Eve is Danish Christmas Eve. Exactly. Right, OK. I'm just trying to answer your question. <laughs> are you, though? <laughs> I'm failing to answer your question. Right, OK, OK, fine. I, I'm pitching in with Christmas Eve as well. I'm so desperate to be different. I'm the odd one out, then. So Christmas Day. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you are because I don't actually know what age has gone for. If I'm being perfectly honest, March the seventeenth, by the sounds of things. <laughs> oh, it's like banging nails in. H, it's clear to me. Yeah. I understand. I you. understand it as well. Thank yeah. you. Right. right. Um, okay. Just you, Anne. All right, it's just me then. So, last last question then about this year. Panto, who's got tickets for the Panto, Ooh. or has been? No. 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 I've oh. got tickets for something. I'm, oh, I can't even. No, I've just edited <laughs> myself out. That's a first. I went to the ballet. I went to see the Nutcracker. Oh, darling, how wonderful! Yeah, that was that was really nice. Very festive at the beginning of December. Sorry, I'm late. I'm just back from the ballet. <laughs> the production was wonderful, darling. Yeah, fabulous. I don't like people. <laughs> people. These types of chafing. Something awful. No, Panto was my idea of hell. Even when H was in a Panto, it was my idea of hell. Ah, uh, get out. I went and supported. Well, me and Ian came and supported with you. Oh, no, you didn't. Uh, <laughs> oh, how could you not have enjoyed that? It was the shittest village Panto ever ever to be put on a stage. Exactly my point. Ah, uh, right. What you, part did you play? You were missing that you were missing. What do you think he played? Was he a, da- a dame of some description? <laughs> Bertha Bosom. I was Bertha Bosom, Snow White's nurse. Again, I have a photo somewhere. I'm saving up all these photographs for a book. <laughs> is, that, is that not on my Insta? 
<laughs> anyway. I think it might have been already. Actually, I have that photo as well. Probably was, yeah. Mm. Right, let's get on with the reason we should be here, because we had a load of questions in from the purple. So I'm going to throw a few purple questions at all of you. We'll do a couple, then we'll have a little break, because in the episode proper, there'll be something in the middle. We're no quite, I have no idea what yet, a reading of some description, some something or other. And then we'll come back and do a few more. So I'll start with... Um, now, I never know if it's Michael Darigo, or, Dar- or oh, it's probably Darigo, actually, D-A-A-R-I-G-O. Michael Darigo. Mm. Have you ever fallen victim to a re-gifting gone horribly, embarrassingly awry? The 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 um the main word in that in that um, question dropped out as you said it. Right, so, re-gifting. Say, re-gifting. Oh, a re-gift. A re-gifting. Right. Either one you've received, or one that probably far funnier the the where you've re-gifted. And it's gone very badly wrong. No, no. You're not re-gifters, any of you. Oh, no. I re-gift. But you just do it well. Yeah, of course I yeah, do. You have to be tactical with it, don't you? You have yeah. to make sure that you cover your tracks. Yeah. Okay, then. Well, for the purposes of Michael, so he understands, who's going to talk me through tactical re-gifting? Well, basically, you don't give it back to the person that gifted it to you in the first place. Ah. That's, that's that's rule number one. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, I think I've got that. Or any member of their family. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Why well, do they keep a log? Do people keep a log? No, but it works really well if you don't buy many presents for people and don't have many people buy presents for you, because then you know you know where you're at. Yeah, I could I could easily fall prey to this, obviously, because I get given a lot of presents, um, and I normally do solo shows just before Christmas. Uh, where I invite people to 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 bring baubles and good, goodness knows what else. Um, everybody brings me bottles of tequila uh, and bottles of gin as well this year. Um, so I I could easily fall prey to regifting a bottle of gin. Um, but that's all right. Yeah, I don't I don't care if I'm found out. To be honest, yeah. I mean. I look at it this way. In the true Christmas spirit, they can stick it up their arse. Correct. You would give a bottle of gin away. (laughs) You don't know how many (laughs) I've got. I can't get across the room for a minute. Right. (laughs) I'd have to go to hospital if I drank just half of it in six months. Either of you had a bottle of gin given by H that he's pretended was, you know, one he's, he's procured himself? Lucy and Ian gave me a bottle of gin one year with little glittery things in it. We did. Did you give it to someone else? No, I've still got it in the cupboard. I think the glittery things have gone rusty, actually. They've been in there so long. <laughs> but, but it's still in the cupboard. Probably kill me if I do Oh, gin with rusty glitter. <laughs> that sounds great. Gold flakes. They won't. They won't have gone rusty then if they're gold, will they? Apparently, if they all these tequilas and things that you've got that have got flakes of gold in them, mm. if you siphon off all the gold, you can actually like smelt it and take it to a jeweler's and and get money for it. I saw someone do it on YouTube. How many bottles did they have? Really need to up four thousand. It was a bottle of really, ex- you'd know, it was a bottle of really expensive tequila, you know, 200 quid or something, and it had these real gold flakes in it, and they, they siphoned off, and they had just this gold powder, and they took it to a jeweller's, and it was worth, like, 
30 quid or something. <laughs> really made me laugh. H is going, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know what he's doing on Christmas Eve, Eve, Eve now. <laughs> oh, no, I've got to drink this, darling. It's it's for, it's for money. <laughs> pouring that tequila through that muslin, darling. Oh, don't you worry, darling. I have a plan. It's that ferocious furnace you've built in the corner. <laughs> Why are you sucking that tequila through a flannel? Daddy's just gone mad. Don't worry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, That's right. I'll move us. I'll move us on. I'll move us on. Uh, Stephen. Stephen Andrews. Stephen Andrews. Is that three people? Yes. 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 It is. Yes. Yeah. What parts would each band member play in a pantomime, and which pantomime and why? Mm, mm. Now, we've kind of covered you off a little bit here, haven't we? Yeah, nobody needs to think about me, do they? That's it. Uh, That's nailed on. Um, I don't know. You see, I find these questions very difficult to answer truthfully without fearing that I would split the band up. They won't watch this. Just say it. Will they not? (laughs) Just say it. Oh, no, I can't. I can't say any of the things I'm thinking. <laughs> you want me to do it? Send me a text. I've got my phone here. <laughs> you say what you're thinking. Don't, don't steal my nasty thoughts. Well, the evil one would be Rothers. <laughs> yeah, I would have said that. Yeah, evil one would be Rothers. Is there a, like, a jester? Pete would be lovely at that because he's small and cute. Give me the rest. Of, I don't watch pantomimes. I don't know the cast. Here goes. Well, you see, Baron Baron Hardup came into my mind straight away. What's he doing? Well, he's the father, isn't he? Isn't he Cinderella's father? Oh, Ian, then. Right. Okay. I was going to say. Yeah. So that just leaves Mark. What's what have we got left for Mark? Oh, I don't know. So I can't see past Mark's starring role as Uncle Fester in the uh, Frankenstein's Castle thing that we did once upon a time. A few people. Can. I think. I th- I think he pulled that off to a T. He did. He was great at that, wasn't he? So, th- so if there's any weird kind of monster type character. Yeah, he can be the weird monster. Yeah, there you go. Right. Does that get you out of it, H? We're a mad, mad scientist. Although Mark was very good in drag, as uh, Mrs. Doyle, when we did the Father Ted uh, routine years ago. Yeah. He, he made a very good Mrs. Doyle, to be fair. You two could double up as ugly sisters. We could, yeah. We we probably have a lot of fun doing that. I think that would work. Oh yeah, the ugly sisters. <laughs> Stop it. Have we got a Tinkerbell anywhere? Lucy. Hey, he's tiny. <laughs> he can play all of these parts. <laughs> I think that's a little cruel, but it's also highly amusing. I, I can't laugh. I'm only half an inch taller than him. So. I know, but you look taller. Yeah, I just uh, yes, I'm tall. I'm. <laughs> Pete seems more naturally s- suited to wires somehow. I don't know if I see you on a wire. <laughs> I oh, I really want to fly H in on a wire at Port Zealand. I've got got a flag. Oh, when he came down on that bench for splintering art, it was awesome. And I was thinking... the fucking scaffold pole. I've still got the hemorrhoids to prove it. <laughs> oh, well, you'd fly in on a... Didn't you warm your pole up before you sat on it? Nobody warmed my pole up. Oh, me. that's terrible. Oh, sack, sack stuff. It's blatant, blatant disregard. <laughs> that really tells you where you are in the rock and roll hierarchy, doesn't it, if your pole's not been warmed? Yeah, I know where I am, don't worry. 
One more question, and we'll go for a bit of whatever you're going to read, and we've no idea what that is yet. Okay. Um, this is from Sarah Golden Key. What is the oldest decoration you put on your tree? How long have you owned it, and what's the story behind it? That's a good question. Very good question, actually. I like that. Well, uh, the I, I'm not sure which one is the oldest, but the I've got a couple of little sort of oval with that come to a point things um, that um, used to hang on my mum's Christmas tree that I remember from being a kid, you know, uh, hanging there, and I still have. There's a bell that, that actually rings in a kind of half-hearted, tinkly sort of way, um, and 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 a couple of oval things. So, so they probably go back to late fifties, early sixties. But then I was in. Um, I've got a couple of overly things that hang low on my tree and they go back to the early 50s. There he is, back in the gutter. He made it. It's all all testicles with you, Anthony. Um, Anyway, um, apart from that, that, uh, there was... um, And a bell that doesn't ring. Carry on. (laughs) It doesn't. Uh, I've got got a little car. It's actually more like a van. Um, A van thing. And I got that on a market, not a Christmas market, but a market in Cologne in Germany. And they were selling secondhand old tree ornaments. And I took a shine to it. And and that looks sort of 30s-ish. I mean, it's really old. Um, And I've got got that one. I think that's probably the oldest thing I've got got on my tree. Tim. I don't actually have it on my tree at the moment, but it was uh, just something that my lad made when he was at primary school. So that's quite standard, I think. But I went to my mum's house when she put up the tree, and every year she puts exactly the same thing that I made at primary school. So that's early 70s, and it's still there. It's still looking all right. Well done. Oh, I had a funny little sort of elfy thing that was sort of a two-dimensional elf that was stuck in between two bits of clear plastic that Niall made when he was about three or something um, on the kitchen table. And that's that's quite precious. But it's it's not the oldest thing I've got. Lucy? We don't have a tree. <laughs> I did decorate the garden this year, look. And I made... Oh. I made the big pine tree in the middle, wrapped it in red ribbon and put loads of balls on it. <laughs> oh, why don't you have a tree then? Well, our lounge isn't big enough for a tree. And so it's like, you could put it in the conservatory, but then what's the point? And the dogs always tip it over and they just annoy me. So we just don't have one. I have little tiny crocheted ones yes. like that. And yeah. And this this year I decided to decorate the garden and I love it. It's awesome and I'm going to do it every year now. Okay. Your oldest bauble is sort of 2023. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now, I've had the big baubles for quite a few years. All right. But I've never decorated the actual tree before. Anyway, whatever. H, have you put any thought into what reading you're going to do this week after flooring everybody last week with the duck, uh, with the, uh, duck on the truck? Duck in the truck. I have. I have given some thought, and uh, I'm not going to introduce it because I want it to be a surprise. Right, okay. Uh, What I can say, here it comes. (laughs) 
witch had a cat and a very tall hat and long ginger hair which she wore in a plait. How the cat purred and how the witch grinned as they sat on their broomstick and flew through the wind. But how the witch wailed and how the cat spat when the wind blew so wildly it blew off the hat. Down, cried the witch. So they flew to the ground. They searched for the hat, but no hat could be found. Then, out of the bushes, on thundering paws, there bounded a dog with the hat in his jaws. He dropped it politely, then eagerly said, as the witch pulled the hat firmly down on her head, I am a dog as keen as can be. Is there room on the room for a dog uh, like me? Yes, cried the witch. So the dog bounded on. The witch tapped the broomstick and whoosh, they were gone. Over the fields and the forests they flew. The dog wagged his tail and the stormy wind blew. The witch laughed aloud and held on to her hat. But away blew the bow from her long ginger plaid. Down, cried the witch, and they flew to the ground. They searched for the bow, but no bow could be found. Then, out of a tree, with an ear-splitting shriek, there flapped a green bird with the bow in her beak. She dropped it politely and bent her head low, as the witch tied her hair firmly back in the bow, and said, as green as can be. Is there room on the broom for a bird like me? Yes, cried the witch. So the bird fluttered on. The witch tapped the broomstick and whoosh, they were gone. Over the reeds and the rivers they flew. The bird shrieked with glee and the stormy wind blew. They shot through the sky to the back of beyond. The witch clutched her bow, but let go of her wand. Down, cried the witch, and they flew to the ground. They searched for the wand, but no wand could be found. Then, all of a sudden, from out of a pond, leapt a dripping wet frog with a dripping wet wand. He dropped it politely, then said with a croak, as the witch dried the wand in a fold of her cloak. I am a frog as clean as can be, Ribbit. Is there room on the broom for a frog like me? Yes, cried the witch. So the frog bounded on. The witch tapped the broomstick. And whoosh, they were gone. Over the moors and the mountains they flew. The frog jumped for joy. And the broom snapped in two. Down fell the cat and the dog and the frog. Down they went tumbling into a bog. The witch's half broomstick flew into a cloud. And the witch heard a roar that was scary and loud. I am a dragon 
as mean as can be. And I'm planning to have witch and chips for my tea. No, cried the witch, flying higher and higher. The dragon flew after her, breathing out fire. (coughs) Help, cried the witch, flying down to the ground. She looked all around, but no help could be found. The dragon drew nearer and, licking his lips, said, Maybe this once I'll have witch without chips. But just as he planned to begin on his feast, from out of a ditch rose a horrible beast. It was tall, dark and sticky and feathered and furred. It had four frightful heads. It had wings like a bird. And its terrible voice, when it started to speak, was a yowl and a growl and a croak and a shriek. It dripped and it squelched as it strode from the ditch. And it said to the dragon, (coughs) Buzz off, that's my witch. The dragon drew back and he started to shake. I'm sorry, he spluttered. I made a mistake. Uh, It's nice to have met you, (laughs) but I really must uh, fly. And he spread out his wings and was off through the sky. Then down flew the bird and down jumped the frog. Down climbed the cat and, phew, said the dog. And, thank you, oh thank you, the grateful witch cried. Without you, I'll be in that dragon's inside. Then she filled up her cauldron and said with a grin, Find something, everyone, throw something in. So the frog found a lily, the cat found a cone, the bird found a twig and the dog found a bone. They threw them all in and the witch stirred them well. And while she was stirring, she muttered a spell. Higgity, ziggity, zaggity, zoom! Then out rose a truly magnificent broom with seats for the witch and the cat and the dog, a nest for the bird and a shower for the frog. Yes, cried the witch, and they all clambered on. The witch tapped the broomstick and whoosh, they were gone. Sorry, carry on. No, sorry. Right. Should we should we go back in and finish off the episode? The the, the you know the chapter yes, proper. Let's, let's do that then. Can I can I be boring and ask you when this is gonna to end tonight? Because I was rather hoping, you know, it wouldn't carry on till midnight or anything. Oh no, another 10, 15 minutes and we'll 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 be there. Probably ten minutes. Okay. I wasn't gonna go much past the nine o'clock we talked about originally. I don't mean I'm not enjoying it. I just mean I'd enjoy not doing it even more. <laughs> Oh, cheer up. And how's that not enjoying it, then? <laughs> it's Christmas. <laughs> well, it's Christmas Eve, 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 Eve. I want, yeah, exactly. I'm ramping up. Right. He'd okay. be enjoying it if he had a drink in his hand, but he's Yeah, that's, that's the bit. We just need... This is what he The net is not watching, is she? No. So we can't ask her to bring you a drink up? No, she said she was going to pop in and say hi, but she hasn't. 
Send her a text message, darling, face and gin. Yeah, good, good shit. If it works, see how quickly you can get a response. <laughs> Do you want me to text her as well? <laughs> Why don't you text her? Just say, could you? Well, should we all have a go? Yeah, let's all text them. Let's all text them in that time. Right, okay. H is in the ump. Can you take him and you too? Right, okay. Let's let's do let's do that. Let's do that. I just on it. Is Tim feeling? Oh, Tim's got it as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One thing we've learned: she hands a number out to a load of odd people, doesn't she? <laughs> yeah. yeah, she spreads herself thin. Let's right start the counter. Sure, right. Sure, are we ready to go again? Ready to go again? No, start the counter for Lynetta. Let's go again. We can, we can announce that we're, we're, we're seeing if she brings me a GNT. Oh, Tim's doing it. What's an acceptable period of time? Well, it's Tim Fly, Tim Tip. It's... I couldn't put a GNT together in less than five minutes, I don't think. You know, by the time you've got the ice out and uh, chopped a bit of lime. Yeah, anyway. We'll see how she does. Yeah. Right, just, she might just give me the middle finger from a phone and not get off the sofa. My money's on that. She hasn't got to put it through a flannel, has she? <laughs> no. Right, okay. Well, that, that'll speed it up a little bit. No, Lynette will just waste the gold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, okay. Let's see what happens on that one. Right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dive back in. Mm-hmm. Everybody ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, okay. And we're back. Oh, enthusiasm, dear. Lucy. I need enthusiasm. And there we have it. There we have it. That's it. Um, we'll, we'll finish with two or three more questions just, just uh, before we wrap up. So, Janine Tring. Janine Tring. Hello, Janine. Do you have a favourite Christmas market? That's a good question as well. Ooh. No, from me, I don't like people. Same oh, question. Same, okay. answer. Same answer to everything. Does it involve people? I don't like it. Anywhere that's too busy, uh, no. I try to avoid Birmingham Christmas market like the plague. It's horrible. It's, it's, it's been going for God knows how many years, and every year it's exactly the same. Exactly the same stalls in exactly the same places, sending exactly the same shit every, every year. And I went into Birmingham on, on Saturday night to a gig, and you couldn't get near the place. It took us about half an hour to find a car parking space. Horrible. Terrible. Spoken like two old bloody fogies, if I may say so. <laughs> um, my favourite is... I like Stuttgart because of where it is. It's, it's placed in a really nice part of Stuttgart with a, a really high spired old Gothic church in the in the middle of it. And uh, I was there once for Nile and it was snowing and it was just totally magical and there was cobbles underfoot mm-hmm. and uh, lots of German glue wine bubbling and, you know, almonds. Well, what is it they do with almonds? And you get that smell, incredible vanilla of almondy smell, that thing that they do. And that was very nice. And I also like... Um, I quite like the Cologne one, but I've been to that a lot, so maybe a bit of the shine's gone off it just because I've been so many times. But there's a really nice one in Hamburg as well. Mm. Um, and so there was a lot of bottle bottle brush stalls uh, at, in Germany. 
Um, I think there's, there must be something about German culture that involves a person needing a great selection of bottle brushes of different, of varying diameters. I mean, I assume they use them for cleaning bottles, but there's all, there's one hell of a market for them, whatever they do with them. And um, I got one of those really long, long ones off a, off a powerful blonde woman once um, for, for doing behind the radiator. And I've still got that in a cupboard. I'll tell you, a, a, a really good one, Stockholm. Stockholm's really, really lovely. Oh, I've not been to that one. I can imagine that must be lovely. Mm. What, is it in the old town? Yeah, um, in the old town, yeah, yeah. And of course, that it. time of year, it's dark at like two o'clock in the afternoon up there, isn't it? So mm. sort of yeah. wandering around a uh, beautiful Christmas market with all the twinkly lights, uh, reindeer burger stands there for your, all your culinary desires. I went to the one in Vienna when Marillion played in Vienna what, like, when, whenever it was, couple, oh, a few years ago now, and that was pretty, and there wasn't loads and loads of people, so I take it back. There you go. All right. Only if there's crowds. Right. So you like a good Christmas market that just doesn't attract anybody? Correct. Yeah. Right. Well, she yeah. likes a Christmas market going out of business before her very eyes. <laughs> or just starting up. <laughs> You've been at the head of the curve. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just after the first shutter goes up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How long's it been, Tim? What's the timer on? Nearly five minutes. Oh, nearly five minutes. Yeah, I think we're straying into the old uh, middle finger on the sofa. (laughs) (laughs) She hasn't replied to anyone. (laughs) I I got a thumbs up. I got a thumbs up. Yeah. 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 Uh, so uh, it might just be being very elegantly prepared. You sure it was a thumb? <laughs> well, it was a digit of some description. <laughs> oh, hang on. Ooh, I can ooh. hear something approaching. Drum roll. And we know it's not Father Christmas. Is a gorgeous blonde Scandinavian with a gin and tonic, or am I dreaming? <laughs> no, I'm dreaming. Oh. 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 <laughs> Probably John McLean. <laughs> Who's John McLean? <laughs> oh, you've still not watched Die Hard, have you? Oh, Christmas no. movie. Is it a Christmas movie, though? Yes. Yes, of course it is. Yeah. Alfie Bo says so. It's got to be. Alfie Bo. Christine Philpers asked, what is the essential food item to make your Christmas complete? And actually, that's a really good question because mine has nothing to do with Christmas. Wait. Hold the phone. Stop. <sighs> It is, it is. <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle. Oh, darling, how lovely. Come and say hello to the people. Look, I've made you a little thing to sit on. Oh, I did that. Now he'll be jolly. because yes, now he'll be happy. Think. My jolliness has gone through the roof now. <laughs> he was getting a bit miserable, Lynetta, so we all messaged you. Oh, you can't hear. <laughs> uh, I've been rubbing, but I can't hear any of you. Oh, well, look. Stick that in your ear. Oh, it won't go in your ear because they're the... well. Stick it upside down in your ear. Oh, it's like Lady in the Tramp. It isn't it. It could be spaghetti. Oh, oh how sweet. Oh, that's lovely. Oh. Thank you, Lanetta. He was getting a bit miserable. Was he? Yeah, he didn't have a drink. No. Completely block your face. <laughs> <laughs> that. Tim, did we get an accurate timing? Oh, yes. 
Six, six minutes, minutes 15, 15 seconds. seconds. Oh, that's not too bad. Since I sent the request for the GNT. Oh, time, oh, yeah. yeah. And I said, she won't <laughs> go off the sofa. But you did. I wasn't on the sofa. Oh, I'm sorry. I was writing Christmas cards. Oh, how, ro- how romantic. <laughs> Annette, what's your favourite Christmas market? Oh. Um, mm. Well, I don't know. It's been a long time since I've been to a proper one, I have to say. Do they have one in I've, Copenhagen? Yeah, they do. do, do but it's not that not big. Um, the one in Oxford was really disappointing this year. Um, I don't know. Right, anyway, back to Christine's question, which I was asking just before he came in the letter. What is the essential food item to make your Christmas complete? And it doesn't have to be a traditional Christmas thing, because mine isn't. What's yours, mm. I'll jump in while you're thinking, just to tell you. Sprouts have to be in there somewhere, don't they? Not necessarily. I like sprouts, but it's not something that we as Danes necessarily associate with Christmas. I'll get the ball rolling, right? My mum makes these, um, makes Bakewell tarts, but because I don't like almonds, she doesn't put almond in them. All right. Right, okay. And she makes them like, um, well, they just look like, they're not that huge, they're a bit more like a jam tart. So imagine a jam tart with a little bit of sponge on top and a little bit of icing on top. And she makes those. And and when she arrives with that for Christmas, then Christmas for me has started because she only ever makes them, she used to make them all the time, but now she makes them once a year. So that for me is, is part of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Well, I think for me, it might be something with marzipan. Yes. Because we used to, my mum and my brother and I, we always, a few days before Christmas, we would sit down, spend a whole day, a whole afternoon, definitely, making all these nice little Things that are massive marzipan and nougat. It's marzipan, definitely. Yeah. yeah, so I think for me that would be, yeah, something like that. Lucy's nodding. Tim, anything to throw in? Well, apart from Brussels, my mum makes an absolutely mean Christmas pudding every year. Mm. She'll, she'll, she'll start making it in October and do enough for the whole family. And by the time we get to Christmas Day and enough brandy has been glugged into the bowl to sink a ship, um, we have to get the fire extinguisher out for when it's uh, lit after after Christmas right. dinner, <laughs> yeah. and it tastes wonderful. You blow the windows out when you said, yeah, that. pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> but I I didn't like it for the longest time. It's only in the last ten ten years or so that I've got a taste for it. But um, yeah, that's a tradition. I think Ian had said it was snowballs. Ah, and, he, and he, Ian doesn't drink because you know, except well, he says he won't drink anything unless it's got an umbrella in it. I'll remember that. He means full size. Yeah. <laughs> he likes to make a snowball on Christmas morning. It's ugh, eggnog thing, you know. Oh, no, no. oh I'll do a snowball. Yeah. I, I'm kind of with Ian a little bit there. I used to drink snowballs in the pubs in Oxfordshire when we were making Season's End, uh, in the you know, in, in March, just to wind the locals up because they were all sort of a bit, you know, they were all a bit farmery and... You know, some of them were farmery and some of them were sort of um, finance and stockbrokery. And they'd all go to the pub and have a beer. And I used to order snowballs much. Um, my gran always used to have a snowball. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he strayed, Lynetta. He's just strayed. We go with it. Oh. Go with it. <laughs> We've all acclimatised. You've, you've you've come a little late. Anymore. Yeah. No. I think the smell of Christmas for me has become uh, the, has become roast. The smell of of roast duck because Lynetta roasts ducks for Christmas Eve. Mm. Which is the day after Christmas Eve Eve, my favourite day of Christmas, <laughs> um, and um, that the the smell of a of a of a roast duck coming out of the oven is quite quite something. Uh, if you get it right, if you get it wrong, it's appalling. But if you get it right, it's very nice. <laughs> let's let's have one more, and let's call it a day after after one more final question. Actually, let's no, let's get two. Let's go two because one's really quick, and we might not be able to help. Martin Rowlett has asked, "Any idea what he should get his wife for Christmas?" Oh, uh, is there any info on the? <laughs> That's all I got, Lynetta. That's literally all I got. That's typical blokes, isn't it? If she, yeah, if she likes like toiletries and stuff, just go yeah. mad in boots. And if you don't feel you can go mad, buy her a ginormous boots gift voucher. Hmm. Right, there we are. That's a relief. I thought you were going to say something else then. Herbert. A voucher to Joan Lewis or something. Spa day. If she likes a spa, go and buy her a spa day. Uh, is this just me and Lynetta dropping hints to H and Ian? Mm-hmm. Might be. <laughs> a socket spa set, because there's a good chance her to get re-gifted. And I'm I'm in need of a new socket set. <laughs> That's a good choice. Train set present. Oh, train set. Oh. Mm. Train set. Final question then. Final question. Helen Thompson. What about a season ticket for Sheffield United? She could have mine. <laughs> Sorry. Back back to Helen. <laughs> she could have mine for the back end of this season. Um, Helen Thompson, Christmas crackers, although very hard to find in the US, are a tradition in our house, especially with the punny jokes. What joke is doing the rounds at Racket, and is it making everybody laugh? What joke is doing the rounds at Racket? Well, Mark sent round a good one. Um, but did I mention that on the pod? Mark sent round a good one just the other day, and it was a Twitter tweet from Jerry Adams, um, who used <laughs> to be the, the head of the IRA, of course, um, and is now part of the uh, Irish government, Northern Irish government, the old uh, power-sharing executive thing. And he just happened to tweet... Um, I think we might have overdone it this year with the Christmas lights on the house. It's just taken me 15 minutes to turn them all on. And Eddie Izzard was straight back uh, to him saying, well, surely you know somebody who could knock you a timer together. (laughs) (laughs) Which was impressive and brave. (laughs) Yes. Helen's just landed in Australia, I happen to know. So I hope you've I hope you've stayed awake for that one, Helen. I love Christmas cracker jokes. Mike Hunter tells the best one liners jokes like that, like he Christmas does. cracker jokes. I absolutely love them. The more childish the better. I love them. In which case, Lucy, can you capture as many of Mike's one liners as possible? And at some point can we find a way of getting those into the world? What, surreptitiously record him without him knowing? 
that that'd be lovely, wouldn't it? In a kind of a kismet kind of way. As long as he doesn't show his face, it'd just be an audio. Record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So furtive recording. Mm-hmm. He said something to me once about the my doctor recommended that he took Viagra. And he said, can you get it over the counter? And he said, well, if I could get it over the counter, I wouldn't need the Viagra. <laughs> That's one of Mike's. <laughs> I love those jokes. <laughs> but I like the ones that are suitable for children as well. <laughs> um, shall we draw this to this this little shindig to a close and say bye-bye to everybody and wish everybody a very, very, very happy Christmas? Yes, yeah. let's go take on. our sprouts and go. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Corona Diaries. It featured Steve Hogarth with the insights and me, Ant Short, with the questions. If you enjoyed the podcast, please consider subscribing and maybe leaving a review as this will help others find it. You could even share with other like-minded souls, should the mood take you. This has been an A Short Stories production.